You're listening to The Universal Sun, Episode 9 of Season 3 of Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Musings of an Introverted Black Boy is a weekly short-form podcast series dedicated to exploring themes of love, identity, politics, race, social justice, and the 21st century coming-of-age experience. New episodes will be released every Sunday, and each one will more or less focus on one of these topics. Now, I should be honest with you, there are no other co-hosts. There are no special guests lined up for the weeks to come. This is a very intimate podcast. It's just me and you. But through each week's episode, it is my hope that we together can begin to uncover and embrace the common truths that lie at the heart of our individual experiences. So, I hope you'll join in. Hello everyone, I hope you all are doing well. This is the second to last episode of this season. We're coming down the home stretch, but as I always like to say towards the end of every season, do not fear, I will be back before you know it. Now I'm going to be honest with you all this time, I don't have a set premiere date for season four. With the summer coming up and with things that are going to happen with the first book and me trying to find space to work on the second book... There's going to be a lot going on, but I'm going to do my best to get back to you all for the 10-week lead-up to the release of my first book, Timestamp Musings of the Introverted Black Boy, which, of course, is currently available for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, and Books A Million, just in case you still don't know. So I will be back, trust me. So last week, I talked about introvertedness and what it means to be an introvert versus an extrovert. And I also shared a little bit about my experience as an introvert. And so if you haven't checked that episode out, it's of course available now. And if you have yet to subscribe, rate, or review this series, I think now is the perfect time to do so. So for this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you all about social media and the concept of comparison. You know, one of the biggest criticisms that people levy against social media platforms is that they lead us to compare ourselves to other people. We scroll through our through our feeds and we see people's posts of them hanging out with their friends or on vacation or cuddled up with their romantic partner or eating good looking food at some fancy restaurant. And it's easy for us to feel inadequate about our own lives, especially when we don't particularly feel good about where we are in our life. I think this is a legitimate critique of social media. I think it's a real thing, and I've definitely fallen into that trap myself many a times. But I do want to complicate or nuance, if I can use that as a verb, this criticism with two points. The first one is very simple, and that's that this isn't new. Social media didn't magically morph us into comparison-prone creatures. Long before the internet was even invented, we were comparing ourselves to other people. It's an innate characteristic of us as human beings. We're intrinsically built to have this drive to be the best and to be well-liked and to be loved and have power and influence and nice things. Before social media, it was this idea of keeping up with the Joneses. You would look at your neighbor and see that they had a nice new car and you would feel bad that you don't have that nice new car. Or you would go to work and see a coworker that got a promotion and you would feel inadequate because you wanted that promotion. And I could go on with many examples just like that. 
that. This isn't a new phenomenon. What's different is that social media has simply elevated and exacerbated this comparison culture, especially in America, which is a particularly individualistic and materialistic society. And that sort of brings me to my second point. Part of the reason why social media can be so toxic and put us in a place where we feel dejected and insecure and inferior and we feel like everyone else is living this great life but us is that we live, particularly in America, in a society that is driven by an economic system and culture that rides on the concept of a zero-sum game. Capitalism has winners and losers and it's fueled by scarcity. There's only so many products that can be sold. There's only so many customers that can be had. There's only so much profit that can be acquired. Not everyone can win. If you're in competition with someone and they're accumulating revenue, that's less revenue you have. If someone buys a ticket to a show, that's one less ticket you can buy. Everything about the way we do business and order our economic lives is built on the idea that loss for one person is gain for someone else in the grand scheme of things and vice versa. There's a scarcity of resources and some people just by nature of the way things are, are going to get more resources than others. At the core, that's the economic system that we live under. And I think it would be naive of us to believe that that mindset doesn't affect how we view our social lives and how we consume social media. I think that part of what can make social media so devastating to our mental health is that we look And we see our friends and acquaintances and random celebrities and influencers we don't know living these seemingly glamorous lives. And somewhere in our own psyche, we see their success as a threat to ours, especially if we run in the same circles or are in the same career or interest field. If we see someone in a relationship somewhere in our mind, we may think that that's one less person that we could possibly meet and date. If we see someone post about this cool opportunity they got, that's one less opportunity we can get. And the list goes on and on and on. I think it's so easy to view every aspect of our lives through this zero-sum lens. And I don't really see a way in which that's not detrimental to our mental health. If we're constantly thinking that we got to get ahead or we got to get there first or we got to have the most stuff, that can be taxing on the body. It can burn us out and leave us feeling empty and inadequate when it looks like we didn't get ahead or we didn't get there first or we don't have the most things. Now, the question is, how do we escape this? How do we break out of this mindset in order to envision a world in which someone else's gain isn't our loss? And how do we do this when we live in an economic system and culture that thrives on and feeds off of that idea? My answer is that I don't have a full answer other than to tear down the whole system and start over, but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But in all seriousness, what can we do? I don't have what I would consider to be a full, robust, surefire answer. However, I will say this. I think we can begin to break out of this zero-sum game and imagine a different, more expansive and inclusive world by fostering an environment of shared success within our own little worlds. What does that look like exactly? Well, I think that's welcoming people into the success when we have it or passing along opportunities that are presented to us. If we're an artist and we get a cool gig or show that, and we see that there are other artists that we can bring along, we should bring them along or we should shout them, all, shout them out or include them in our set. We should 
invite people into our success. If we're introduced to a cool internship or job opportunity and we know someone else who would also be interested in it, we should share it with them. If we meet someone really nice and we have a friend who we know would really like them, probably more than we would, we should introduce them. Of course, I know you're probably thinking, well, if I do this, what about me? What if they get the job or the opportunity or they start dating the person I introduce them to rather than me? Those are fair questions, and the truth is that may very well happen. It's totally a possibility. But do keep this in mind. The fact that they got the thing, whatever that thing is, could very well mean that they were made for it, that that was intended for them, and that they were truly the right person for it. And the second thing is, I truly believe that this type of altruistic egalitarian energy reciprocates. I believe that if you are sharing people in your success and introducing people to opportunities that you receive, that all of that in the grand scheme of things will come back to you. Someone is going to share you in their success. Someone is going to pass along something to you. And that thing, that person may be what or who was intended for you all along. When you do good and put other people on, I'm convinced that good will come to you and other people are going to put you on. And I believe that so strongly because I've seen that it happen in my own life. A while back, I saw a quote that I think was said by Tracy Ellis Ross, but I could be mistaken, that basically said that there's enough room under the sun for all of us. There's enough sunlight for everyone. That's the mantra, the motto that I try to align my life and my mode of thinking with. Now, because of the system in the world we live in, the sun, unfortunately, doesn't shine on everyone equally all the time. But it absolutely has the potential to. And that's the world that I try to foster within my own little world. Whenever the sun shines on me, I try my best to bring other people into the sunlight with me. And whenever I see someone else standing in the sun, I do my best to root hard for them, to cheer them on, and to celebrate their sunlight. And I do it knowing that just because they're standing in the sun doesn't mean that the sun can't or won't find me too, some way, somehow. It's not easy to do. Sometimes my first reaction is to feel inadequate or jealous or inferior. But I have to check that. I have to rein that in and remember that there's enough sunlight for everyone. And sooner or later, the sun will find me. And it will find you too. Some way, somehow, it will find us. So I invite you to join me in both bringing other people into our sunlight when the sun is shining on us and being genuinely happy and supportive when we see other people standing in it. That's how we begin to break out of the zero-sum mindset that so often grips us. And that's ultimately how we begin to envision and construct a better, more equitable and democratic world where the universal sun reigns supreme. Well, that's all I have for now. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you all have an amazing week. This is Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, hosted by Marcus Granderson. If you're interested in getting updates on the podcast or learning more about my upcoming book, Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, feel free to like my official Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at Marcus Granderson. And please remember that whatever you do in life, do it with love, because love never fails. See you next time.